0: You're entering a world free of sight and sound. A world where Will Smith should be here, but he's nowhere to be found. That's right, folks. You've entered Independence Day Resurgence, the Will Smith Free Edition. Actually, it's the Horror Movie Podcast. And um, you are entering a weird place where it would be the equivalent... This movie would be the equivalent of Ace Ventura 3. And it has no Ace Ventura in it. Tone Loke is in it. Um, Is Courtney Cox in that? Courtney Cox is in that movie. Anyway, but this movie, Independence Day Resurgence. Independence Day 2, Resurgence. Return of the Aliens. Return of the Mac. And... No Will Smith to be found. They couldn't pay him enough money. Unbelievable. Pay him the money. Show me the money! That's Cuba Gooding Jr. Anyway, um, so folks, it's the horror Movie Podcast. Thanks for downloading. Just a couple things. Follow us on Twitter, at movie. You need to like us on our Facebook. You have to like our page on Facebook. Also, download us on iTunes, on Google Play. Find us at revolverpodcast.com. All in all... Ripping and roaring, folks. Having a good old time. Oh, yeah. Welcome to a world in a world where Will Smith's nowhere in sight, gold bloom reigns supreme, and Thor's little brother is our main actor. That's right. It's the Twilight Zone, the horrible movie podcast zone. Independence Day Resurgence. Ross Osmeck, Phil, producer Phil, and roll that beautiful no Will Smith footage. Uh, What a great movie. And when I say great, I mean, you know, okay. (laughs) For... Okay for an Independence Day um, sequel that completely leaves out the only person that anyone even cared about in the first movie, really. Other than the president's speech and the two things that Goldblum probably said that were funny. Um, But for a sequel like that, not bad. Ross, you and I went and saw this in the theater literally just a few minutes ago. Yep. Um, It It has been out for 12 days.
1: Right. Today is July 5th.
0: Yes. And it has been out. Yesterday was July 4th. Right. Uh, Happy 4th of July, everybody. USA. And um, this movie really focuses on a very uh, Star Trek, um, United Federations of Planets sort of mindset. Except all the countries of the world are part of this. There's no more... I love that opening this movie is great because there's no more war. They There's just peace on earth. peace on earth, and I, I won't go into too much of it. But anyway, I, I digress. What a not a piece. All right. So the movie, folks, as you already probably figured out, Independence Day Resurgence, sequel to the massively popular Independence Day from 1996. On the 20 year anniversary, we got to have a sequel, right? Yeah. If Dumb and Dumber taught us anything, we got to have a sequel. We can't live without a sequel. Zoolander taught us, hey, better just be on the safe side and make a sequel.
1: Yeah. Might as well. Makes sense. Well, if we're lucky, it might be a, a chain of movies, you know? It well, could be a and of no 13, spoilers here, they're... but
0: at the end, well. there's, a, there's a hope. <laughs> a new hope. A new hope. Okay. <laughs> a new hope. A great white. Okay, book. so let's start out like we normally do, Ross. Um, you said you saw this movie, the first one, in a the theater, correct? I did. Phil, did you see the original in the theater? Yeah. Um, how how excited were you guys when you saw this in the theater, uh, the first one, originally?
1: I I was pumped. Uh at that time it was ninety six and uh Will Smith was at the height of his blossoming career mm-hmm. and uh it, he
0: had, he had transcended Fresh Prince.
1: Yeah. He he took that in a whole new level. It was. Yeah. So I was super excited about it. Um sci fi, loved Will Smith, he was funny, the previews looked great. They had this whole tagline, I D four, you know, that was gonna come out around Independence Day. We had July that, this is the
0: first movie that figured out uh acronyms or abbreviations. Before this movie, we didn't have the technology to create abbreviations for things. Kids, if you're listening at home. Right. I, so I was pumped on it. Yeah. Phil, you saw this in theaters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and all my friends went to go see it. What was the name of the theater you saw it in? You remember?
2: I mean, there was a couple that we would have gone to. Yeah, I grew up in California, but I haven't been to those theaters in like 20 years. So I don't remember now. They probably changed, too.
0: Um, but it was awesome? You walked out and thought it was Oh, great? yeah.
2: I mean, it was action packed, it was funny, it had really good actors in it. Will Smith hadn't done a lot of movies, but he was huge on Fresh Prince. Um, like I was just looking it up, he had only done Bad Boys before the that before franchise
0: that. was huge. Yeah. Yep. Martin Lawrence was still a thing then. Yeah. Martin. And, Mar- and Martin
2: <laughs> Martin Lawrence was really arguably like a bigger movie actor yeah. at that point. At yeah. that time. But yeah. But Will Smith really shined in, in that original movie. And I really liked um uh Jeff Goldblum. Like I, I had seen him in Jurassic Park uh, a few years right. prior. Yeah, that's right. Um, but
0: in both those movies, he's kind of the comedy. It's the intelligent comedy relief. Yeah. Okay. Right. Kind of like the Big Bang Theory actors for for the for their time for his time. Kind of too smart that's kind of the role. He, he's real smart, kind of geeky guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't relied on to be this main of an actor, and then this movie he was. But um, we, uh, my friend Joey, my friend Josh. We drove in my friend Josh's uh, 1964 Dodge Dart. It's a it was a baby blue car, kind of boat like uh, convertible, and it was nice out. in was July, so it's beautiful. We drove uh, to the Glass Sword Cinema Three in West Plains, Missouri, and watched this movie. And I'm telling you, the I remember the sky being fully lit with stars when we left driving home. The you know the 20 miles from West Plains to Mountain View. And just being scared, literally. I, I'm saying just a hint of being scared that what if aliens came to Earth? Did this movie give you guys any feelings like that where where you're like, "Moy, I hope they don't show up here? I think that uh, the
1: filmmaking back then is not near what it is now. Um, and it was pretty realistic. Um, there were a lot of aspects of it that I was like, hmm. You know, and I love sci-fi, anyways. So uh, I, there's a chance it could have happened, but if anything, Will Smith would have been there for me.
0: And now he's not.
1: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a
1: weird. That's oh, yeah, weird.
2: We'll get into the the mothership from this movie. I'm sure later it's it's laughable to me. But anyway, the, speaking of size, and we'll get there yeah. later on this film, but on the original film the mothership to me was just like larger than life. Like when I was watching it on the big screen, I was like, man, that thing is massive. And I don't, Yeah. like before, when you really think about it, like in the 80s, 90s, even 70s, Close Encounters and stuff like that, every spaceship was like, could hit, hold maybe 20 people. It's like about the size of the Millennium Falcon, maybe at the biggest. Right. And so to see like this massive ship in that film, the original film, I was just like, oh my gosh, there's like thousands and thousands. You're talking more, Death Star size ship, you know, and, and so to me, that was what I walked away with just was the scale yeah. of everything in that Agreed. film.
0: And it's yeah. funny that you bring that Death Star up because that comes in handy here. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As normal, we will begin with um, a segment we call Time for Some Deets Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, directed by Roland Emmerich. He is the returning director from the first one. He also did the movie Stargate. He did The Patriot. Uh, he did, what did I say, 10,000 BC. He also, what was the one big space one he did, i left this out, didn't do Starship Troopers. I kept thinking Starship Troopers when I was watching this one. I said this earlier. Anyway. Day After Tomorrow, that was an yeah I no, uh, Yeah, he, he did do Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I thought he could have done twenty twelve. That would have been ideal. But he's a big blockbuster guy, especially, you know, early two thousands, late nineties, and um, this was no different for the how he did it. Uh, Dean Devlin produced it Dean along Devlin. with Roland Emmerich and Harold Clauser. Um, Roland Emmerich all over the screenplay. Story by who else? Ross. Roland Emmerich. Right. Um, Based on characters developed by Roland Emmerich, <laughs> starring, and the top billing goes to Liam Hemsworth, really Thor's brother. Jeff Goldblum gets the second slot. Then we have Jesse. Don't call me Michael B. Jordan. T. Usher. Um, Bill Pullman returning for at least half of a decent speech. <laughs> He didn't give the full-on speech because they divvied out the speeches in this movie to a bunch of people. Which yeah, Which was kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> Maka, Monroe, William Fichtner, who plays a big role and becomes the president. And he's in a lot of movies. William is in Fichter, Fichtner is in a lot of movies. Usually a bad guy, right? Yeah, he plays a bad guy in a lot of movies. He's just got that face of a bad he guy. He does a face of a bad guy. He was the Shredder-esque character. In the Turtles new, uh, 2014 Turtles movie, didn't end up being the Shredder. But when they first uh, cast him, they cast him as Shredder. And then they watched it, and they're like, well, this kind of sucks. So we have to actually put Shredder in this and make him a Japanese person. Anyway, William Fitchner, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Judd Hirsch returns. Brent Spiner, who, for me, gets the award for... Uh, Man, he, he's the MVP for me because I'm just glad he's working and, ha- and has some work. <laughs> Vivica Fox makes a return uh, and then falls a lot. And then Angel Baby. Or Angela. Angela Baby. That's an actress. I don't know. So, um, really, that's it. Uh, 20th Century Fox movie, go figure, and then release date, uh, June 24th in the United States. Budget. What was the Budget. I think okay. i probably told you guys this. 165 million dollars. That's pretty. That's a pretty big budget. That seems uh, seems about right. Honestly, like it's right on target. It's at 249, 249 million, and that actually is probably a couple days late. So it's probably up in the 250s, obviously by now.
1: So it's making money.
0: Well, you know, it's over the hump, but like we've said before, right? It's like uh, we talked about earlier. Aaron Dicer had said that the, since these <laughs> are Hollywood hookup, he uh, he said you know a lot of these movies. Are going to take a loss no matter what. Like they're going to say they take a loss. So, very good. All right. So, Ross. Yep. It's time, my friend, for what we call thirty-second synopsis. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, tell us about this movie. Don't 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 try to tell us about the original. Even though you're going to want to talk about that one instead of this it's one. It's going to be hard. But tell us about this one. Ready? Go.
1: Okay, basically every person from the old movie wakes up uh, and kind of realizes that the planet's being invaded again um, and Will Smith's not there to save the day. So Will Smith's son is. Um, I'm trying to think here. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's character is doing research. Uh, they've Ten seconds wrong. Uh, they basically try to fight off the remnants of this colony. And they succeed.
0: And, and they do. They did it. And now, they succeed so well, what happens? We're going after them. Yeah! <laughs> Golly! I mean, like, they turn into they turn into like, galactic marauders then, after this. This AI shows up. They just believe it. It's so dumb. The
2: Hunts become the Hunters.
0: <laughs> Weird! Golly. Not, we are now the Predator. <laughs> Stupid. Alright, so, now it's time to go to the plot. Uh, in a rebooted segment, I'm going to call Five-Point Plot, or 5P Squared, as the, my friends like to call it, <laughs> even though I just invented it today. Five-Point Plot. All right. So, plot point number one. Okay? We are 20 years after. Okay? we 20 years after the aliens first invaded. Okay? 20 years after. Um, like we had said earlier when we were first talking, the world has bought each other a Coke, and they are wrapped in perfect harmony in a very Star Trek, United Federation of Planet way. There has not been a war in the entire world for 20 years. How utopian is this place? One thing that kind of was caught my eye right off the bat was it, it's supposed to be 2016 in in this alternate reality alternate timeline because they got all these kinds of flying
1: machines that we yeah. don't have yeah. well we took the alien technology and we we now have flying everything we ever wanted. It's weird and we inhabited the moon and uh,
0: I think a moon on Saturn maybe yes um, moon we have uh, we have a military thing on Mars. We have a military thing on Rhea, which I think is one of Saturn's uh, moons. And Area 51, by the way, one of the first things we see is Area 51, and it's just this flushed out huge thing. It's not hidden anymore. No, it's not hidden anymore. It's a big, huge base in Nevada, Area 51 in Nevada. But that was kind of interesting to me, how big things have become, how mobile we had gotten. We fixed all the world's problems because they invaded. And now we have time to better ourselves by traveling through space. We have a whole, I don't know, thing on the moon that, I don't know, multiple, multiple countries are involved with.
1: You know, it, it took an alien invasion for us to get bullet trains.
0: Yeah. We had bullet we, trains. We travel faster than ever. We have a female president in the future. <laughs> Well, that's not the future. It's now. Yeah, Well, it could be now. Well, it could be now. And she is not a very strong leader, honestly. (laughs) She makes three decisions in the whole movie, and they're all wrong. And then she dies.
1: But she is trying to protect the mass. At the end. She does step out and say, yeah, I'll take the brunt of this.
0: You guys get behind me. Well, she better. (laughs) She shot the whole... (laughs) Anyway, we'll get to that. I, in a I
2: agree with you. I like when I saw that they were doing a female president. I was like, "Oh, this is very, um, you know, very now and you know the, this year's election coming up and everything like that." Like that's a, a thing that a lot of people are talking about. And then when I saw how little she had to do with actually moving anything forward, I was just like, oh. "And every feminist in she the world just sighed." Hides
0: in a bunker <laughs> while the old president, who's basically catatonic, yeah, takes command again. Yeah, it's so- like I understand that these are the. The old people that had been around—they're the pros. But I have a—I have—I have a distinct feeling that I—I I don't know, like in the '60s, if somehow Nazi Germany had risen from the ashes and attacked, I don't think the World War II vets would have been out there leading the charge, <laughs> right? No. Maybe a, I don't know. It was weird. Um, big theme in this is. The, one of the big reasons we have went to these different bases is to create a interstellar, kind of intergalactic defense system. Right.
1: Right? It seems to be pretty <laughs> decent, too.
0: It, we thought it was. We thought. It surrounds the planet. It it looked... Man, we won't talk about the aliens showing up. Um, so we kind of have set the stage. The first part here, we set the stage for all of the... Uh, all the parts of this new world that we didn't know about before you know we we we've we've met some of the old characters uh we see a picture of Will Smith on the wall in the white house as a national hero they apologize to uh his son uh you know your father was an american hero do we ever find out how he died
2: yeah it was some like some kind of a mission gone wrong or or
0: is that what was happening with is it Liam Hemsworth tra- training accident?
2: Yeah, I think it was something like that. I, is he I the cause of right.
0: his of his father's death?
2: Yeah, yeah, he had he had something to do with it. I I I wasn't really paying okay. attention oh. there. But. Oh. That's
0: what I'm saying. Like it wasn't very clear. Like that's weird. Yeah, Th-
1: they had. I wonder how much they have to pay Will Smith for. You know, putting up the poster and the picture in the locker, like the has to get
0: something for that, but that, right? But even that poster is likeness that's owned by that franchise because that's from Oh that that that's from the exact first, shot, yeah. Maybe yeah, it that's was, from the first independence. Maybe say. it was from so a, an actual maybe poster. Maybe they're thinking they don't have to do that. Yeah. Um so we we've set up the characters. The next the one person we haven't got to um see is uh um uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, and he is on a mission, a UN mission, because he works for the UN now, uh, to Africa, to this African tribe. Uh, and the US, there's this UN, uh, you know, kind of convoy of Hummers out into the out into the desert, and they come. It's nighttime, and they have this pen, uh, pencil pusher guy in the back seat. that looks a like John Oliver from the John Oliver show. Creed, and um, he's not British though. And uh, they are driving out there into the desert. And uh, that's David Levinson is Jeff Goldblum's character. And they're going out there. uh, He meets up with... uh, First, he meets Catherine Marcoux, who he knows from something. They don't really talk about... They've known each other because they've ran into each other a little bit. There's obviously some some lovey-dovey tension there. And then um, they're going out there to talk to... uh, (laughs) This African tribal warlord, and I'm not making this up, folks. His name, Dikembe Umbotu. <laughs> and he, his tribe, owns this land that there is an intact alien, huge ship, big destroyer ship. And um, two days ago, there was a blip on the moon, by the way. Where the, one of the first things we see is Liam Hemsworth saving the day. And then getting yelled at by his Chinese boss, which right. is really weird. <laughs> like, he saves the day. No one was injured. I, I don't know what. what that was her, too risky. People would have died. It was too risky. That's just what the Chinese get for, you know, trying to tell us what to do. Liam Hemsworth knew, knew what was going on. So he saves the day, gets yelled at. Anyway, but. Um, did, did, did either of you guys have
2: a problem with how abundantly white and Caucasian everyone was. like, <laughs> this, I mean, this is supposed to be like a unified Earth space defense force, right. you know? Well, they don't and show it, much of the Earth either. I mean, almost everyone's an American, except for that, you know, his superior is, is apparently Chinese or something. But, right. Um, I just thought, thought, thought that was so laughable. There are no Russians. There are no Italians. There are no Europeans of any kind. There's a
0: Russian on the TV, and they, they play him out to be – just like you'd think the Russians would be in that situation. Yeah. And they're like, should we fire on the A- AI or the, uh, the little uh, spear oh, thing? Oh, that's that right. Yeah, the wormhole yeah. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. Gosh, so dumb. <laughs> yes, you should fire on the, on the Mother Russia um, spear ski. <laughs> and then the French also, the French guy also says you should fire too, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, not but, very French of him to do. But hmm.
2: like all of those other countries, literally have one decision to make in the entire film, and everything else is just, I guess, Americans. I mean, I know the the main base is in America at Area Fifty One, but apparently none of those other countries are invited to.
1: No, no, and they had no representation there. <coughs> like you said, on the on the bases and out in space, uh, I think the one of the. Le- the squadron, I forget the uh, legacy squadron. Maybe um, was a Chinese girl who was kind of a uh,
0: I don't She's know. the was, daughter of the of Liam Hemsworth's Chinese boss. This is true. Uh, no uncle, right? Uncle, 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 uncle Zhang. Right, uncle Zhang. Um, I'm not making that up either. That's really no, that's what they really real. Him. So the Chinese are there, Phil. There's an African warlord. He's represented. I mean, he ends up going into space. With his double machetes. Yeah, and there's a white guy with glasses. The nerds are represented. Yeah, there's a white smart guy that's Liam Hemsworth's best friend. Who he and the um, Jesse T. Usher characters, they get the award for worst actors in in this movie. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. There's some acting folks in this movie that watch it just to see this thing. Like it's so weird that they couldn't do better. I'm blown away by Hollywood. Liam Hemsworth actually I thought did a pretty good job in this movie. Yeah. But, he was pretty good. He's believable. But you can't, but it's like, you can't um you can't make the uh, Michelangelo's David, right? The statue, right? You couldn't make that with a little can of play-doh. And so Liam Hemsworth is trying to be the Da Vinci that he Well, I shouldn't say that. To be the Raphael Well no, maybe that. To be the Donatello. I don't know <laughs> that he is, and then give him play doh to make to make his uh, masterpiece.
2: but Yeah, the Travis Tope, I, I guess, is the guy that plays Charlie, his friend. His he's basically like a co pilot, right? He's Bad. the he's the goose of the situation. They're yeah. they're
1: both orphans, I think.
0: Were they both? They're, they're
2: both were buddies. buddies. They're just from the best the, friend. But every every time he had anything to say, I was just like, I don't care.
0: You could just stop talking. His inflection was really weird on things. And and honestly, the the Jesse T. Usher guy, like seriously, this is Will Smith's son in the movie. He has a point later in the movie where he starts to talk about, he he has his inspirational speech because they start divvying these inspirational speeches up. It's really weird. He looks like he's reading off of a teleprompter. Yeah. But he's talking to military people. We've We've got to stop the aliens and we've got to shoot a plasma missile into the underbelly of the ship, or we will not be able to defeat the aliens. <laughs> Slow clap. Slow clap. It was like, what <laughs> What was that? And that was really the only time he said anything other than he had a couple, kind of a couple Will Smith-esque jabs he did. Right. He never did the alien thing. Never. Where he, you know, talks to an alien. Or grabbed him out of the ship or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly.
2: Ugh. I think as bad as some of the acting was in the movie, and I'll say this probably at the end of the show here, but I, I think this is some of the worst editing I've ever seen. So like, whoever was in charge of editing the film, I think who, he or she, whoever it was, really made a lot of the actors look worse than they actually were performing, just because it had some just some of the weirdest timing on cuts, and um, again, just picking like the worst parts of the speech to put them on screen for. I don't know. I just, I think the editing could have been so much better to make them look better
0: in the process, but it wasn't done very well. they just kind of left out there kind of to do their thing and their thing is not that. Hung out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. Are. Um, so we're in Africa. Plot point number two here. We're in Africa and we meet up with Marku, Dr. Marku, Dikembe Umbutu, and they have an intact alien destroyer. It's fired up two days ago when the blip on the, on the moon colony happened and all the stuff went haywire and Hemsworth had to save the day, the president blinked out because he's been having these visions. Uh, Dikembe Umbutu has also been having these visions. And Brent Spiner, uh, Star Trek Next Generation's Data, play who also plays uh, Dr. Brackish uh, awakens from his 20-year coma. And nothing could have been actually better for this movie than Data awakening from this coma. Oh, I'm so glad he woke up from the coma. Because there are parts of the movie that only he, for for me, it's for me, folks. I really like Star Trek Next Generation. I really want Brent Spiner to have money. And I really want him to have jobs. And if nothing else, I'm just glad that Independence Day, Resurgence... Was created so we could see this doctor again, who I thought was killed in the previous movie.
1: I, I think that they brought was him back somehow. Maybe he's put in a coma. Yeah, I, I guess it's so
0: all in happened. A coma. Put in a coma, wakes up, goes all um, goodwill hunting on the walls in there, <laughs> and makes a bunch of a bunch of stuff in the hospital. Hospital plays some comic relief. He wears a uh, bath uh, the uh, hospital robe, right, and the back's all open. You see his butt. So that was kinda of funny. So.
2: so some of that humor was a little on the nose for me, but I thought he was funny overall. Like he he was probably one of the better ones. I, I think for the me, movie-
0: and that's, that's just me. You guys can rip him all you want. It doesn't matter. I, I, I like him and again I'm being hundred percent genuine when I say if data is working, great. Yeah. You know what he you know whose voice he does, Phil? In Young Justice, he does the Joker's voice in Young Justice. Oh really? Yeah. He is the wait, I may be wrong on that. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think Mark Hamill does that voice on that one. I think okay. he does the Joker in Young Justice.
2: Okay.
0: He, I know he does one of those voices. I could see that. He also in uh, Avengers Assemble. Remember the cartoon Avengers yeah, yeah. Assemble? He does the voice for Purple Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Anyway, Brent Spiner, folks. Yeah. Check I, him out. I think he needed to be in the
1: movie, but yeah. there were so many other parts that would have just lacked if he wasn't there. Yeah. You know, he was a, provided a little comic relief. He had a couple one-liners. Oh, the
0: ending, <laughs> the end too. He talks, God, weird. He gets the last. He says the last thing. I think, doesn't he? He does. He does. All right, we won't get to that yet. So, Africa. We have uh, the president, uh, former president Thomas Whitmore. Uh, they all have these. They all have these uh, visions of this circle, the circular spherical thing. Okay, um, they. Uh, see this spherical thing in their dreams. Then uh, the our friends that work on the moon, Liam Hemsworth and Screech, his friend. Um, they uh, they're on the moon. Uh, it's like a black hole, sort of that David, opens up, kind yes, of right. Director ESD director David Levinson. That's. Uh, Goldblum, uh, is in Africa and they find out there's this thing coming through space to the moon. Okay, it goes by the moon, and it's this spherical thing that comes out. It's a big showdown, and they're not sure what to do. People on the moon, Goldblum, being Goldblum, when you leave him in charge of dinosaurs, he's gonna make the right decision. <laughs> when you leave him in charge of uh, Picking uh, your, what's his uh, apartment? When you have apartment see binder, commercials, yeah. apartment.com, yep. you want him to pick an apartment, he's going to do it. Yep. Just like this, if he sees an alien spacecraft, he's going to say, wait, let's pause. Let's pause a little let's bit. Let's think about this logically. Which you should, you, we would. But people are so traumatized by when their planet got lit into. Hemsworth is saying stop. Screech is saying stop. Um, the world does not believe this. The World Council, the, the no anti-war World Council, they don't believe in anything but apparently sh- firing on everything now. And so it goes around. The World Council people, Russia, says, a fire! Fire now, skis! France, France has a baguette. they chewing on a baguette at the time. says fire, which cr- blew my mind. Of all the people that would do this, Germany, of course, says they should fire. because That's what Germans do. And um, the president... I think Canada said don't fire. I could be wrong. Probably. Or Canada probably <laughs> said, hey, uh, whatever you want to do, America, well, it's good. And America, here's what I'm saying. The, the European Union spoke. And the president, she thought about it. Fire. Yep. Fire on that spear. We don't know. And there, everyone's saying, oh, this isn't the same thing. It's not the same thing, It's not the same race it's from my vision, it's not the same thing, right, but they fire and they blow it out of the blow it well, out of the sky, but they blow it up. Jack, can you describe this spaceship they were well, like it comes coming? out of there and we're and I patted you on the arm I go, it's the death star <laughs> it was a big round black sphere. well,
1: I don't know maybe it was black, maybe it was more like a grayish it
0: was dark it was yeah. a, it was like one of those um on star Wars it's like the uh oh medical. Uh, interrogator droids. If you ever, right. Remember these things that had the needle coming out mm-hmm. that, in, that interrogated uh, Princess Leia? Uh, anyway. Anyway, they shoot it and it blows it up and it falls into the crater abyss that is the moon's darkest, deepest crater. Right. Uh, this is when Liam Hemsworth and Screech uh, get in the, uh, their little space, hu- space like tugboat thing. Something like that. And, and, and they, um, fly... <laughs> How do they know to go get Goldblum? They want, Anybody? They want his opinion, going, right? Did he say, come pick me up? How did they know he was in Africa? So anyway, so they fly to Africa, folks. <laughs> they land in this village with Dikembe Umbatu, And Dikembe Umbatu goes to the moon. John Oliver goes to the moon. Screech is there. <laughs> Liam Henry, Thor's brother, is there. Jeff Goldblum is there. And um, the fly, he's also in the fly, and they fly to the moon, and they find this container that they blew up. They knew they needed to go search for it, but right. while they're looking for it, the gigantic, the hugest mothership—I mean, the largest <laughs> bad mothership you've ever seen—comes right. flying, and it's got like this. Well, it was cracking me up because they—they they had all this uh, space junk that was flying in front, right. And you know, he's hitting it as he's going by comedy relief or whatever, which is not very funny. And there's this big, there's this big. Um, they're flying the
2: space tank, that's why. Right, right. exactly, it's like a big tank. space tank.
0: <laughs> and uh, but the big mothership has this huge. Um, I'm thinking, you got force field, force field on it, like a green force field, yeah, a big green force field. It's a lot of it, green in this movie, yeah, lots of green. <laughs> um, and as it's going past the the space, the debris, it's just burning that debris up, debris up. Yep. So it's kind of like, thanks, aliens, you kind of helped clean up the environment there. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Would you say they're very green? They are green, they were green. <laughs> <laughs> they're a weird group, too. And they're the way they function is hilarious because when their queen. Dies hypothetically because we don't know. I won't tell you guys yet. But when their queen dies, they just their ships just float back to wherever, or fall out of the sky. Which is, I guess, ha- they fell off have- the out of the sky the first one. In this yeah. one, they floated back. They 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 somehow deduced that they were going to go back to the, their home world or their big mothership.
1: Yeah, I guess it just flies know. pilotless when it, whenever the queen dies it just they it, fell. i same mean,
0: thing
2: if, if you want to watch a movie where all of your questions are answered about what it, what the heck is going on this is not a movie for you no. you you will leave with more questions yeah. than answers no it,
0: it's like <laughs> it's like if you felt very frustrated about the ending of lost oh my god this you you may not make it out of the theater on this one <laughs> right. you may just you, you may just run maybe, your head through the wall and way out correct um so they, they, they shoot I feel like
2: the movie doesn't even care, like doesn't isn't even conscious that we will have questions. Like it seems to know, like well, you're understanding everything that's going on so
0: far, so we're just going to keep on trucking. What do you mean? Remember Independence Day? (laughs) You surely you remember you know all about the moon base on uh, on on the moon and. Mars right. military base and Raya base and Area Fifty One's now this right. huge thing and we, we ESD we all know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, just either, keep
1: watching; it'll explain itself. It's fine. Yeah. Either
0: they, Weird.
2: Either they don't know that the audience is going to have questions, or they simply don't care, and I'm not sure which one is worse. <laughs>
0: I mean, you do realize, <laughs> hey, uh, Roland Emmerich, director, you do realize that none of this was in the last movie, right? I mean, you do remember that we had never seen an alien. Most people didn't even believe aliens existed. You do, you did realize that, right? I mean, weird. It's very <laughs> odd. But is this from the same... No, he didn't do After Earth, did he? Because that's a very After Earth thing for him to do, to talk about all those things. That was the M-Night, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, all right, so that does not surprise me. Um, so, plot point three here, we've got um, this ship comes onto the moon through this wormhole. The, the world government, which is hilarious to me, blows it out of the sky. Um... And so they track it down they find this big metal orb that it's was like a, inside of it almost like a black box sort the, of thing the alien spacecrafts flying over and uh they basically get caught up in the gravitational pull of this how this how huge they said 3000 square miles yes yeah it's 3000 miles
2: in diameter
1: that's how big this bad <laughs> ship was <laughs>
2: So I said I said it earlier like the very first movie in 1996 was really great on scales like oh this thing's so huge. I feel like they just on this one they're like how can we outdo that? You've got
0: one up it. <laughs> we got to we got to go even bigger this time. It's like on Spaceballs the beginning is a Star Wars spoof? <laughs> so the uh, Star Star is going over on, on Star Trek and it you know it goes forever and I remember when I first saw Star, on Star Wars Star folks. Yeah. But on I remember watching Star Wars New Hope for the first time just going that's massive. Huge <laughs> and on Spaceballs, it just goes on and on and on. Going. This is what this did, too. Like, this is the Spaceballs of the first movie.
2: Well, like, at one point, they said that it drops into the Atlantic Ocean, and I think it's the president or something that says, like, what which part? And they're just like, the whole thing, like, it's it's yeah. like as wide as the Atlantic. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> and the the craziest line in the whole film, for me at least, and you guys can tell me what your crazy line is, but um. And he utters the question that all of us are thinking, but Levinson, is that uh, Goldblum's yeah. character? He goes, he looks at the ship and he, go, he goes, quote, I mean, I mean I'm going to bleep out a word, but, quote, uh, how the heck did we not see this? And and I, as soon as he said that, I was
0: like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> they came out of and I, th- I thought it was funny, because when that big ship came through, it came uncloaked. <laughs> and it was like, like, They've had why t- did it come they- uncloaked at the moon? Like, why didn't you just... They've had one. Stay cloaked all the way to Earth, and then just <laughs> land on Earth and be like, "Okay, we're here to kill you now." For twenty years, all these people have had
2: one job: to look to look for this alien ship to arrive. Well, it's three thousand freaking miles. Then the wide. president,
0: they're like, "Well, what should we do, President?" <laughs> she cracks me up. Why is she in charge of it? I mean, that's so weird. Oh if it's God. the world government, like it's gonna move way slower. But oh, she's like, "Fire up the intergalactic missile defense," <laughs> and then it just targets every missile defense um, turret. And right. just blows it up.
1: Yeah, these satellites orbiting Earth that are our defense system, all of a sudden, <laughs> <they're>, it's futile. <laughs>
2: yeah, they, they get piecemealed out in seconds. Yeah. They, they, they somehow have to count to 10 so that they're all <laughs> synchronized. Well, they really did take forever to boot up, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and
2: apparently, you, get, you have to do it in less than 10 seconds because all of them get obliterated.
0: Well, and after the moon one did nothing, you knew these were not going to even do anything, even if they would have gotten a fire off. Right. What was it going to do? Oh, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing. Tickle it. Not even that, because the shields would have stopped it. <laughs> Stupid. Uh,
1: so, real quick on that yeah, on that tip, uh, one of my favorite lines. I think they use it twice in the movie. Is it's bigger than the last one? Gosh, it's bigger.
0: At, than the last le- one. at least
1: twice. Yes. Why, why repeat that? We get <sighs> it. So-
2: and that that's uh, that's an on the nose line as well. Like they're clearly making reference to the first film and, and right. just kind of drawing in your in your nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And and
0: that, you talk about nostalgia. That's a good point because a lot of this movie, like uh, Goldblum's dad, uh, Judd Hirsch is in this, and it, basically, it's basically there's just a lot of homage to those people. To tip a hat to those people, he's in it. He doesn't play as big of a part. Right. He's not on. The he drives cars. around
1: a yellow taxi. Oh no, it's a school bus. Yeah, he drives a school bus around,
0: <laughs> and then, gosh, golly, that part was stupid at the end. Uh, do, can we talk about him for a second? Do you have any notes oh, on him? No, no. go ahead. Okay, I going rather say that his boat. Okay, it, it is impossible that he survived. Right <laughs> when when the, when the ship when the ship came in and displaced all the water in the Atlantic Ocean to shore. Yeah, right. It's it, Judd Hirsch. Should be <laughs> part of the wall memorial <laughs> that would be the you know the sequel of this movie. Right? Yeah. He Here's should, his name. He's Jed Hirsch. He should be liquidated.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no way. But he's he's writing that tsunami wave like from the Atlantic Ocean wherever he's coming. I from. did laugh at what right. he said, <laughs> and then he like in one scene magically like hops in that. That car with like some random strangers, and then literally the next scene he's in Nevada. Like he went from how yeah, that happened <laughs> Atlantic true. to the east coast of Nevada in like three
0: scenes. Yeah. And a, there's nothing in between to explain. He, he was okay, literally here, folks. This is a Rags the riches story here. <laughs> he is on a boat destined for doom. And he's like, oh, why did I buy a boat? <laughs> yeah. And he floats in to shore, should have been carried well into the shore, and he would have went headlong into a building. Yeah, I mean, what, what? Where's he flying into? He's, he's on top of the building when they find yeah, him. Yeah, he wasn't like going into the swamp in New Orleans, in, in uh, Louisiana. Like he's
1: they find him. He's he's in a chair on the top. of He deck was buckled his boat. in. I guess they, the I chair. guess he buckled
0: his chair into the boat. I don't Why know. Why did he get to the top? <laughs> what he's dangling there. These kids are driving through, and uh, they see him, and they're like, "We got to help him." And then the, they've lost their parents. They were in Florida. They left him there by themselves, which is weird. I
1: think they were with their grandparents. Yeah. And I don't know what happened to their grandparents. Yeah. Weird.
0: And so... Uh,
2: and their only role in this movie is just to uh, taxi him, right? Well, basically, basically to get
1: him out of that yeah.
0: chair. Okay. It's basically... To take him to his to son. Just to get him out of the chair that yeah. was on top of the boat. Yeah. Judd Hirsch, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> bizarre. And basically then... There's so many, so many needless characters pointless. In this movie. And, and, well, they wanted to include him, but then basically all he does is we got to find a way to get him back together with his son, and it's drive to Nevada from New York. Didn't he live in New York? How many days does that he, take? He
1: must have been in like San Francisco Harbor or something. Because didn't it cover the Pacific? Didn't that ship cover the Pacific? The or Atlantic. is it the Atlantic?
2: Yeah, he was, he was on the it's East Coast. Way. He goes from the East Coast to Nevada. Destroying?
0: Yeah. That's a
1: and long they must, drive. They must
2: have driven like 24 hours a day. I guess so. Or something. I, there was
1: like four kids, so <laughs> they, they traded off. That's Stupid. like
2: That's like a 40-hour drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, really dumb. <laughs> so... Um, he crashes in, um, the harvester thing starts to open up, like it lands a big, the big ship is a harvester. Basically this alien race just goes, it's like Galactus. It just goes planet to planet and just drains the resources of the planet, except just eats the molten core of a right. planet. Um, it's and like then, a world engine, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like a world engine and then it fires up and, uh, that's it. So, uh, plot point number four, the space tug, um, Is the space tug that Liam Hemsworth was flying um, all of our friends through space um, ends up in uh, Area 51 uh, because he used the gravitational pull, ends up flying with the gravity of the gigantic ship, uh, ends up, lands Um, this is uh, Dr. Brackish uh, Data wakes up from his coma Um, so Okan is the doctor. It's data, and he has he his goal is to open up this container that's holding whatever's in that container they found on the moon, from the species or from the spear they blew up, from the Death Star they blew up, and uh, it's a big white orb. John Oliver's character really the only thing he plays in this movie is he puts his hands on it, and uh, it awakens, and it's a virtual reality. And it's a very convenient virtual reality that explains everything for the rest of the movie. And then it's the plot point for what would be this sequel that they're that they're apparently hoping this movie would spawn. Which Lord help us if that happens. That's straight to D V D. At happens. least it'll be twenty years from now, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it'll <laughs> be next help. week. They already filmed it probably. <laughs> um so they open up the um the AI. It's very much like um cortana from halo i don't know if you ever played halo ross but cortana is the ai from halo and she has it's a female voice i am an artificial intelligence from the world Did I even say what world from i am the only person left from i'm the only person left from my civilization and we create we our civilization um advanced past the physical realm Many millennia ago, and became part of a digital reality. Our reality, our species is fully in a re- unreality state.
1: Great. That's what's going to happen to us eventually, right? I, that's
0: what you. <laughs> hey, that's what you. You go to one world, a one world government, no, where there's no war, and then you eventually. It's like an episode of Star Trek. It really is very much like an episode of Star Trek. So, um, she's like, "Look, I'm an alien space being," and. I was trying to warn you about the coming, but you are idiots, you primitive idiots! Blew me up on the moon, and now um, I these are harvesters. They come to your planet to drain your molten, delicious chocolate core, and now um, if they succeed, they'll go to a new planet. But luckily, I have started a colony. Literally, she says this. I've started a training colony on Blah Blah Glaxos Five or whatever. It didn't even say a planet. It could say fill in it anyway. There you go. So, pretty stupid. So, Brent Spiner's character, Data's character, slash Dr. Brackish Oaken, I mean, he is just ecstatic. He loves it. Uh, This is his biggest dream of all times. (laughs) He's so excited. And uh, so, he just wants to be around this AI all the time. And uh, turns out, uh, we have Whitmore, President Whitmore is now uh, on the case. And uh, the president—is this when the president died? The female president. I think it's just a we'll little. Yeah. We we'll even find out uh, her name. We even find out her name. No, I'm sure we do, but isn't that sad? She.
1: I think she had less lines than just about anybody. I love any this main because they like, they're like, in a, in they're like
0: okay, look, we've got to rally the troops. All right, President. What are you gonna? What should we do? Well, you should uh, go ahead and defend the Earth. Okay. Um, now, uh, President, former President Whitmore, you're in charge. And then the president, they're like, "We got to get you to a bunker in Colorado, President." She's like, "See you later." I'm out. The next time you see her is her getting blown up by the aliens. Yep. Ridiculous. Anyway, so President Whitmore, who's been out of office for 20 years, <laughs> is now in charge of the government. It literally would be the equivalent tomorrow, which could happen if. Bill Clinton were to take back over and be like, I think we can figure out how to, how to definitely do this, and I'll just be in charge now. See you later, Barack. Feeling in the blank of what he would be doing, playing the saxophone. or I'm not going to say anything else, folks.
2: Yeah, I, I, they basically just bring him in because he gave a good speech 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, can, that's it. And he can fly a plane. How
0: do we stop him? I don't know. <laughs> I really didn't do a whole lot. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum stopped him. I just gave a speech. Now I've got a beard and I, and I see visions. He rallied the troops, Jack. Messed up. So um, here's where it gets really juicy. Now, if you'll notice, Will Smith's son in this movie, you haven't really seen much of him. And I haven't talked to him about him much because he really is kind of a just an extra character. It's got not really like a big deal. There's a little bit of a weird thing between him and Liam Hemsworth, which makes me feel like, is Liam Hemsworth the person that killed his dad in that training exercise? I mean, I, I don't know. This no, is how bad this movie is. Nothing is said about They can't about tell that Will Smith actually died. God. Anyway. So, Whitmore, President Whitmore, I'm going to get to the bottom of this because I am President freaking Whitmore. And I know how to talk to these people. I'm going to lock myself in this chamber. I'm going to let one of these imprisoned aliens out who, by the way, the alien uh, people that have been in the prison for so long, they've been in comas. Right, for 20 years. They've for been 20 filming. years, and they woke up two days ago whenever the ship came back in or whatever. Distress call. The distress call. Yeah, the distress call was e- let Everything's out. so convenient. Yeah, everything's <laughs> convenient. And so um, Whitmore's like, I'm going to get the bottom of this. Rele- I'm going to release one of these aliens. And just like the last time, the alien uses his mental whatever and talks through him with his tentacle around his throat. <laughs> and um, jo- Goldblum goes, oh, well... Uh, what are you uh, What are you here here for? And then he goes, Whitmore's uh, alien goes, she's coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got a tentacle in his throat and the alien's talking through him. And uh, who's she? And then basically they're like, she's going to get you or whatever. And they got enough information and they just, they just shoot it. The alien shoots back but they end up, the uh, African tribes leader, Dikembe Umbutu, he knows how to kill these things. He's killed like hundreds of aliens. Right. Because they had like a, ground war with him for ten ten years or in, whatever in Africa. Which yeah. might have been more interesting. that that in itself. I would watch that movie was that, more would, interesting to me than I would than see that spin off this movie.
2: Yeah.
1: He I think doesn't he have on his forearm like tally marks for oh, how yeah. many he's killed? Yeah. In fives too,
0: by the way. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. groupings of five. Yeah, five.
2: They'd be smart to do that film before independence day three. Like just do like an offshoot movie of the Make ten it a years. show. Yeah.
0: That'd have been good. How
2: perhaps. sad that they make reference to something that they never show in the film, and the whole time we're watching this movie, we're like, "I'd rather just be watching." I've really right seen now. that. Yeah, you know.
0: Sounds more interesting. Would have been more interesting. Kind of cool, because um, as aliens couldn't went anywhere, you know, they're stuck. The ship couldn't move, so there, there were five
2: five different screenplay writers on this movie. The one that we just watched, Ooh. and which whichever one of the five came up with that idea to insert that line, like he needs to be given his own film,
0: like just write your own screenplay. Exactly. <laughs> Again, coming to NBC this fall, <laughs> <laughs> A, uh, Independence Day, uh, Africa. Yeah, I don't know. That's am really bad. I'm not going to say it. Anyway, all right. Uh, that would, no, that wouldn't be. That would be cl- classy for me to say. it. All right, so. Um, Long story short, Whitmore gets the interrogation done. He is then hospitalized because this alien had its tentacle wrapped around his throat. They're basically like a hive mindset. The queen is going to show up. Once again, we're left with, um, we're going to uh, stop or whatever. Meanwhile, uh, Will Smith's kid and Hemsworth were on, um, they, they they had led a mission onto, into, <laughs> into the mothership. How convenient they arrive at the mothership with this payload of these huge bombs or Nukes whatever. sort of thing. Fusion reactor. Cold, cold fusion? Cold fusion, yeah, okay. which would just eradicate them all. And how convenient they're fighting. They're like, hey, Will Smith's son's character only says one thing. Hey, we should fly inside over there. Just convenient that and they have a door open for you? you.
1: There's like hundreds of the alien spaceships just flying around swarming what we have. And uh, conveniently, there's just this green little... Slit, and we go fly right into it, and take everything's our step fine, with us.
0: and they don't think anything of it, like it's so stupid. <laughs> like it's worse than the death star and how the death star was poorly created, and how you could just shoot a missile one missile would blow the whole <laughs> thing up. This is worse. you can fly multiple ships inside of it, anyway, it turns out it was a trick, Right. and the uh, queen trapped them in there there have there's a whole ecosystem inside this ship is so huge there's this whole botanical avatar-like planet that looks really bad. Like, I felt like it was, like, a really bad Hollywood uh, soundstage that they'd made with this water on it. And it was, like, this looks pretty stupid. They're like rice fields or something. Yeah, and they're just, like, walking around it. Just dumb. Gosh, dumb. Anyway, so they finally get off of there to return to battle by stealing some ships. Of course, they were going to do that. Uh, meanwhile, on Earth, um, uh, they... Sorry, guys. They have a counterattack. They get out of there. The harvester starts drilling in there. The uh, aliens, this is when the aliens destroy the Cheyenne Mountain Complex. President Elizabeth Lanford, by the way, uh, and most of her cabinet are all killed. Um, And then uh, Josh Adams, who's the president, or who's the general, General Josh Adams, is immediately sworn in at Area 51 because everyone else is dead. Um, So... Finally, plot point five. All right. Um, the spear, all-intelligent spear. The queen is aware of my presence. If I remain here, I will be destroyed and all of my knowledge destroyed with me. I must be taken to a new place so I can be spared and all of my knowledge. And then you too, earthlings can accompany me to my planet and you can train and... Lead the insurgents against the gray-faced aliens. So, Data helps plan. Look, we're going to mask the signal that this... We're going to mask the Wi-Fi signal that this spear is unleashing on the Earth. Giving off. And we're going to have a dummy signal. We're going to put it on the space hub, uh, the space tug, and then we're going to fly the space tug out in the desert where Jeff Goldblum awaits with a bomb or something and um, they're going to blow the queen up because she has left in her own ship off the base and is flying to Earth because she knows... She's so like in a nose cone of her original Earth. ship. Or they are like that, very right? scared. In the interrogation, they found this out. They are very scared of this alien technology. It's the only thing that they are scared of. Uh, so they, they have it tricked. They fly it out in the desert. Uh, the queen figures out whenever the power goes down... How's the power go down on Area 51? How's the power I, go down? I don't know. If they said
1: was it because they hit too close to the core of the earth with the drill? I, I don't know.
0: Maybe. I don't remember. Um, but Whitmore, President Whitmore, is the person that volunteers to fly the fly that space tug or whatever, and they're going to fly it, He's going to fly it right into oh, right into the Queen's ship. Right. He has thermal detonators <laughs> <laughs> in Java's temple, and uh, flies the uh, detonators up. Of course, Randy Quaid-style, up into the ship. Yep. He did not say, Up north! <laughs> As he's flying up into the ship. Um, but he uh, did fly up in there, and he looks at her and goes, Happy Fourth of July! <laughs> <laughs> Blows up, and the whole ship just comes crashing to the desert floor. <laughs> Except the queen has her own shield, and she comes to stomp at it. she's a huge, right. huge
1: monster. And this is the part where... Judd Hirsch's character has, has, has made it to he has, the desert. He
0: has uh, found, he's collected children. Right. Yeah. He's collected kids, more children I'm along on, the way. I'm a, Jewish, I'm a Jewish man with kids in this okay. gigantic school bus. He I'm starts with, with a
1: station wagon for kids. They stop because they're almost out of gas, yeah. and he finds a school bus that the driver went to Minnesota?
0: They left me here.
2: Did they he show wanted that to go scene? to Minnesota? I, I might have stepped away or something. Yeah. But did they did they show that scene where they yeah. transitioned to the bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, every, right. Everybody says, on the bus. Where are <laughs> your
0: parents at? Okay, okay. Well, our bus driver he just took off from Minnesota and left us here. <laughs> and so these kids are there, what and a they hop on. And Judd Hurst starts the bus. It's got full tank of gas. Let's get out of here. We've we've driven in this in this station wagon all the way from the East Coast. We get to Middle America, I'm assuming. And these kids are here with this bus. Perfect yeah. timing. They're wearing wolf Hop hats. On we need to go. My little <laughs> We're driving. We're driving to the desert. I became Irish Jewish there. And so, uh, so we drive, and they drive. Perfect timing to right where they're trying to they're trying to get the queen exploded. And he drives right into the middle of the fracas. Right, right in the middle of it. Gotcha. He wants to say hi to his son. I guess that's the point of him going it going out there, right? Yes, I, I don't know. There's no real character development in this at all. No. Like, you, and you don't really care. Like Liam Hemsworth's character and the and the president's daughter have a little love thing going on. You don't really care no. about it. Um, people and there's are no development on that. Yep, uh, Vivica Fox's character, his mom dies. That's probably the only real emotional attachment. You go, oh, for, oh. An original character died, oh. Uh,
2: at the beginning, of the in the first 20 minutes of the film, they start like eight or nine different storylines, right. and they don't finish half of them. No. And I didn't care about the other half.
0: No, and they don't make anything that interesting. I,
2: I think it suffers from too many characters. This movie yeah. really could have been a better film with half half the amount of characters. If they had
1: just done a brand new cast,
0: it might oh, have been yeah. better. Again, yeah. Hey. Independence Day, Africa. Coming to a... Th- <laughs> coming to a- uh, on-demand service near you, as long as Dikembe Mutombo's in it, he'll be
2: there. I, you know, comparing this movie to The Force Awakens, Star Wars Episode Seven, and I'm, no spoilers for Force Awakens here, but like the that's a movie that you know, I mean that sequel. I mean, if you want to say Seven was a sequel to Six, that sequel came out like thirty plus years after, and it nailed it. It has a few characters that you loved that they brought back, but then they went with completely new characters and just a few of them gave them their own backstories, told a, a convincing tale. It was a longer film. You had more time to explore everything and they knocked it out of the park. But Independence they just could not pull off the same thing.
1: It's weird. Yeah, it was too much.
0: Um. So, <laughs> so uh, Patricia is the daughter of the president and she personally flies this uh, flies her jet thing at the alien and shoots it, ah, yelling the whole time because when you yell, it it makes your weapons work better. Right, and this and
1: this big alien you're talking about? Big right? and the queen. The, she and she's must be what 10, 60 20, feet, 20 story tall, sixty feet yeah. tall. Yeah. yeah, monster.
0: Yeah, and it's a suit because that's one thing you learn from the first movie. These aliens are just in these exoskeleton things, but it's a big a big exoskeleton thing that it wears, and uh, she shoots and is able to destroy the shield. But the alien still has this, this suit on, so it can absolutely do some damage. Um, but luckily, then Dylan and uh, uh, Dylan and the uh, Will Smith's son and Liam Hemsworth uh, show up, and uh, they get in. They have to get in the spear, this tornado thing at the end, which is really lame. They end up breaking free of the uh, hive mind. It's technology almost like stuff. like
1: the bats from uh, Batman.
0: And they are kind of like that. They're protecting the queen. Right. Her shield is down. They're able to break free. They fly up in the air and then come shooting down. And they end up uh, killing the queen. The mothership stops drilling two seconds before the earth's core is penetrated. <laughs> oh, we were so close. <laughs> two seconds of manhole, and we would have been in big trouble here. <laughs> well, the ocean would be imploding into itself right now. But luckily, we had two seconds left, and these ship guys that have been drinking earlier, in the, and they're all high five and they're pumped. What a rich!
1: Yeah, because they got a hundred million dollars from that, right? Yeah, the government for said just, they do it no just for monitoring it. Is all We're monitoring it,
0: sure, deal. Let me Make, ask another question. Hundred
1: million. So they drill this hole. Does the ocean then drain into that hole? Or?
0: Okay, my thought was this. <laughs> my thought was this. I think – and they never showed it because they wasted all their money on trying to – I I bet when they tried to lure Will Smith to this movie, I bet they actually did give him money. Here, here, here here's some money. And they <laughs> spent a lot of money trying to get him there. And then he's like, oh, no, never mind. I don't, I don't really want to. But he already had the money. So I think that the money they wasted on him doing that was the, the shot that should have been drilling in in the mantle. The, I think the lava was probably coming up and the drills happened to go in. I think the lava, normally on these things, on these types of movies, the lava fills back in a little bit and dries, and then and then it cools with the ocean. So I think that once the drilling stopped, the lava overflowing probably stopped, I mean, just the normal, you know, tectonics of how the earth works, Ross. Right. You're a teacher. You should know these things. I guess the ocean about how drilling
1: into the center of the Earth would work. Well, it, the the mantle will be cooled off by the oceans. What you're saying, right? a
0: delicious cool apple <laughs> apple pie It's almost magnet. like a
1: marshmallowy. It's
0: the gooey center. Mm,
1: delicious. Yeah. Aliens
0: love it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. It's cracked to
2: them. How did they even know how many exact seconds they had left? Like, How how did they calculate that? It's I don't know. It's not like it's a time bomb. Don't how do they
0: know how many square freaking <laughs> they, feet? They did, had
1: some kind of a... The,
0: uh, square miles the stupid ship was. They had some kind
1: of magic fish finder that showed how deep the drill was. I
0: don't know. They got. They can figure that out. They can't see this gigantic <laughs> continent flying through space. Again, I want the listeners to, to hear
2: 3,000 miles In 20 long. years
0: of, of figuring out some sort of space array, and they're like... Yeah, those will work. <laughs> I mean, it's just so stupid. It. Anyway, folks, happy ending. The harvester thing dies. And earlier in the movie, they said once the queen was dead, they said this earlier in the movie. In the last movie, the queen died, or the ship died. Mothership. They they put a virus on the mothership. That's has ingenious, by the way, at the time. They put a virus on the mothership, and it shut everything down, and they all crashed, right? Right. Now, the, the queen gets killed, and... All these ships fly back to wherever they came from. What? How'd you know that? <laughs> That's stupid, is what that is. Hey. Yeah, anyway, so they all fly back, and everybody's clapping. <clears throat> oh, they, they're flying away! Well, that just means we're going to have to fight them again, dummies. <laughs> I mean, the, the aliens should have attacked, and Jeff Goldblum himself goes, I, well, I mean, my Jeff Goldblum here, uh, I, don't, I don't think the, the Earth could have withstood another attack by the aliens. Exactly. The other <laughs> ship should have attacked. We'd all, be, we'd all be hailing the alien chiefs right now. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, so happy ending, and Brent Spiner's data character is there with the AI, and, and he's like, the AI just told me the, that they're on the run, and they want us to lead the insurgents against the aliens. Intergalactic space travel. Meaning they want to have a sequel to this. Right. And the hunters
1: <laughs> have now become the hunted. Oh, so
0: stupid. That's the ending, folks.
2: I, I um, don't know. I don't know who they expect to even tune in for the third movie at that point.
1: Man, they better get Will Smith. Will Smith will definitely watch it. Bring it back from the yeah. dead.
0: <laughs> they, I, aliens cloned him, maybe make him a bad guy. Would he come on if he could be the bad guy? Hey.
2: I got. I got to find Will Smith's Twitter and see if he watched this film and tweeted about it. I would love to read that right. I, he read the script. Absolutely,
1: he like, he he must have and said,
0: "Nah, uh, I got this other thing. I think yeah. I'm gonna do that."
2: I think I'm gonna be sick that day.
0: <laughs> so we're gonna rate this thing, um, one through five horribles. Just one, two, three, four, five. How many horribles is this movie? One being pretty bad. Five being the worst thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Can we do halves? No. No. we run
1: <laughs> whole numbers.
0: Imagine, if you will, our logo and a number of them stacked up. Okay.
2: What? How many horribles? Go ahead. Can, can you guys help me with my score? Like, what, what did you think was good about it? Like, I mean, were there some things that were good
0: about it? The goods, I would say, would be um, um, some homage to the past movie. Right. Anytime you do a sequel, you want to give uh, a little a little nod. For me, Brent Spiner, his job on the movie was okay, but the fact that he had a job <laughs> on the movie, I was so glad for him. Um, who was the other person? I, I said this about too. Jud Hirsch, I was glad he was, but there was somebody else. That I said he's in it so little. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember who the other person I was. The president was kind of like kind of weird in this movie. Yeah, Whitmore was Which very one? weird. Whitmore because three people were, were president that some, is true we saw at, three at one yeah. different point in this movie <laughs> Which, acting president Whitmore uh, I, I didn't have a whole lot really other than Brent Spiner I was glad he was working it was really bad like I, I felt this movie was pretty darn bad
2: yeah. you know in the trailers I, I thought the CGI looked pretty good um, but like we just watched Warcraft a couple weeks ago I thought Warcraft looked better in a lot of ways so. I just
0: think like, for 165 million dollars Star Wars doesn't have that big of a budget Jurassic Park doesn't have that big of a budget. Yeah. Like How are you screwing that up? And why aren't you giving Will Smith 65 million dollars and just go? Yeah. We have no shot if you if you're not in this movie. This isn't even a movie. Right. This we'll, isn't even We'll do the rest thing. for 100. You take the 65. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like I don't understand it. Yeah. What's another big Will Smith movie that came out before?
2: Before the original? Well, impressive? before,
0: before uh, af- right after this one when he was really hot. Oh, after it? Uh, I'm trying to think other ones not right Hancock after. Not or, Hancock or... Wild West, no. <laughs> no, oh no, no. <laughs> anyway, Will Smith in those movies is critical. It's very critical that you have Will Smith in those movies. Right. The bad part about this for me is Will, no Will Smith. was I mean, unbelievable to me. Like
2: yeah. I, That was a, a big news story. Like if when, you
0: couldn't get him, you should have not done it. Yeah. I that, thought. Right.
2: That, the big news story when they were filming this this movie was that he was not going to be in it. Like that was the headline. Will Smith will not be in the next Independence Day movie.
1: Stupid. They must have done something really wrong for him to not want to be in it. Or he, like you said, he, he read the script
0: and he was like, I, I just can't see he, myself. doing Has this. he ever done a sequel? He's done the um, men in black stuff. True. He's done a couple three of those. those, right? Yeah. But you know, Tommy Lee Jones is in though. Like, it's like there were other actors in those. This for him probably wasn't something he want to revisit. Right. I, Ross and I were talking about this earlier. And I'm wondering if Suicide Squad coming out so soon, I'm mm. wondering if at the time he mm. wasn't going, it's kind of a stretch for me to even be in Suicide Squad, and I don't want to this movie to tank and then to blow that up. Yeah. Because that DC stuff and the comic book stuff is the big trend now, and like that's kind of a goldmine for him. So it's almost like, even though him as Deadshot is a really weird casting to me, Like I don't understand it. Like It doesn't make any sense to me, but... Whatever. No one has to be.
2: Yeah. So but not a lot of goods. That's not a lot I'm of saying. goods.
0: I think Jack touched on
1: this earlier. Liam Hensworth is... Oh, not, yeah. That, that's the other yeah, one. He's, he's, not he's not a bad a, actor. I felt like he really tried to do his best with the situation. Yeah.
2: I think he was given some really bad lines. He but and his brother he, both
0: are really good actors. I, think. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying they're like award-winning actors, but they're much worse actors in Hollywood than those yeah, two Yeah, he was guys. convinced. I mean, two of man. them are in this movie, between Screech and Will Smith's kid. Golly. Yeah. That was positive Couldn't they not too, have dug up the kid that was Will Smith's kid in the first movie, the little kid Surely he was available, right? I wonder what he looks like now or he's doing. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Po-
1: positives for me. I think I think some of the CGI was not bad. Yeah. Uh, I like the enormity of the ship. Uh I think it was a little little much, but <laughs> it made you realize like, you know, this is a much yeah, better yeah. ship than the last ship. And I think it, it, it just drives means, my...
2: It just means that in number three, the ship's going to have, have to be 6,000 miles r- wide. R- right. Well, the
0: mother, <laughs> the mother mothers the mother of all motherships. The mother of I the motherships. Yeah. I, I will say this. It has actually made me want to write some fan fiction for Independence Day Africa. <laughs> Why not? I'm just saying. Yeah. Here we go. Let's do it, guys. Think, think what they've done with all the
1: Predator movies and how many video games there are yeah,
0: now for that. Totally. So. Guys got... Machetes out, slicing, dicing. Yeah, How many there. horribles, Ross? One through five. I'm gonna have to get four horribles. Ah, I'm, I'm gonna have to say four as well because that was my number. This is avoidable. Yeah. Am I wrong to think this is avoidable?
1: It. I just feel like it was the movie itself, many of the characters, many of the lines. Just here's my word, not needed. Absolutely not needed. Mm. Unnecessary. Stupid.
2: I felt like overall, the movie wasn't very, um, I remember seeing, you know, again, I was very young, a lot younger than I am now when I saw the first movie, but I felt like scared. Like I remember watching that movie going, oh no, like what's going to, how are they going to get out of this? There's no, there's no positive way out of this situation. I never felt intimidated. I never felt scared. Even when they were dropping, like they, they took buildings, sucked up buildings from China and dropped them on Europe. I have seen like, that so often, and now that was though. the only one scene. And then Goblin delivers a line that says he says something like, uh, "Oh, they like to go for the landmarks." As you <laughs> see, like London Bridge like, go up in flames. It's goofy. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just like it just felt it just felt like a parody of itself the whole time I was watching yes, it. Yes, that's good. And yeah. I I just I it's wasn't like... I wasn't scared for them. I didn't I, I wasn't intimidated by the aliens. Like I felt like i I'd, I'd, I'd seen all this before and I knew how it was going to end. I, I don't know. I just I wasn't riveted.
1: Do you think this could have been a? A sci-fi channel movie? Oh, absolutely.
2: I yeah.
0: thought it looked a lot like um, uh, Starship Troopers at times.
1: Yeah. 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 It yeah. had that kind of feel to it, like a Starship Troopers, too. We
0: check and I Which talk is about that. not yeah. good, because yeah. those things ran their course. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Um, how would you fix this movie? What could you do to fix this movie? One thing, Ross. Yeah. I will fix you. One thing you can do to fix this movie.
1: Okay. Uh, you you pay Will Smith whatever he wants. You let him direct it. You let him produce it. You let him take credit for it. You give him the $65 million. Whatever he wants, you give it to him. That's the only thing. If you don't do that, why do it?
0: That's what I'm saying. Will Smith, for me. Like the only thing that could fix this movie is Will Smith. Or oh, I had this thought too. We were watching this movie. What if? Now, what if somehow you got The Rock to be in this movie? Because here's what I'm going to say about G.I. Joe. When they realized what they, G.I. Joe was going to be, that second one, they're like, we got to do something here. I know. The Rock. <laughs> and it made money, and it was fine. Yeah. It was the Rock the first. will make you money. You could have put The Rock in here, and I don't know who he could have been. They could have said he was Will Smith's kid. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> My dad got killed. I'd be like, well, okay. <laughs> anyway, they could have said he was one of Randy Quaid's kids. That's true. It was in the RV. <laughs> What's one thing they could fix? I will fix you.
2: Uh, I mean, I kind of said it earlier, but I really feel like this is one of the rare movies that I wanted less characters. Like, just strike half of it the in the script. It was a pile of characters, yeah. wasn't it? It was too much. Like, I, I just felt like they were trying to go, like, let's... Double the size of the ship, and we'll triple the size of the alien, and we'll double the size of the cast. Six and, times the size. Yeah,
0: it's just like, come on, guys, you don't have to do all you're that. They're gonna go in. Uh, I I kind of want the sequel to happen now because I just want to see what sort of train wreck that thing is. Oh the third God. one, it won't you happen, happen, right? You see that the third one, it won't happen, right?
2: No. I think you're right, Jack. I, I think it's gonna be straight to video if they do. Yeah, anymore. but those actors
0: aren't gonna do that. Goldblum's not gonna do that if that no. happens. Gosh. What a
2: disappointment. I was super excited about this movie. Like, okay, so so every January, my wife and I sit down and we look at IMDb and we look at all the movies that are coming out for that year. Right. And we actually come up with a list, like a written list of all the movies we're going to see. This was one of the first ones I wrote down because I was just like, man, I loved the first movie. Um, again, the CGI looked really good and everything. I was super excited for it. And what a letdown. Like, this is one of the, my biggest disappointments of the year.
1: At that point, when you when you first heard about it, did you know Will Smith would not be in it?
2: I did, but I saw like I saw all the other characters, all the other beloved characters yeah. I was like, well, you know, if they bring in some new new people and stuff like that to kind of fill in some of those gaps, then it could be okay, yeah, but man, they got some of the worst actors really for did. some of them and and just spread everyone so thin and give them so few lines and explained almost nothing. man, I was just like disappointed in almost yeah. every way
1: you're right it's, it's just everything was just stretched too thin. Everybody, like Jack said,
0: shared the, uh, the speeches. Man, what's up with that? The president got that cool speech yeah. in the first one, and then it's like this one, they start breaking up the speeches to some people, and it's like, no, no, why? Why is it? Wh-? The new president guy gets his speech, and it's bad. Like that guy's. He, he does it on
1: a CB, and it goes trans world <laughs> radio, monks. right? <laughs> there,
0: are, there are Tibetan monks <laughs> sitting around an old transistor radio, you know, like they do. Yeah. They all do that, you know. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Listening for the news of the day like it's 1940 and Theodore and uh, Franklin D Roosevelt's having a fireside chat. God. Anyway, so
2: some of the some one, one last thing, some of the lines towards the beginning of the film where he's like that, that horrible goose character, uh, the, the you know, the side character to lean Hemsworth, oh. yeah, um, how he sees that that girl, that you know, hot girl, whatever that's his age, and he's like, That's my future wife. And I Love was like, Chinese What are one, we yeah. watching right now? Exactly, What <laughs> <Right>. stupid, thing? <laughs> it's
0: so bad. Uh. Okay, so. So that that you talked about that Asian girl, that he you know what her her she's a Chinese model, okay. In real life, in real life, she's okay. a Chinese model, and I'm telling you right now, her name is Angela Baby, all one word. Yeah. Um, B-A-B-Y. Yang Ying is her name, but better her stage name is Angela Baby. So Angela and a ba- and baby.
1: B A B Y. Yeah, and, and
0: so her credit is on here is Angela Baby on here. Yeah, she didn't really have a lot of lines. In yeah, this but you movie, know what though? I think it's it's just like Will Smith's son character, not very many lines. Yeah. Because man, when he's talking, you're going, you're not a very good actor. Right. <laughs> you have a you have the right look, and that's why we cast you. Right. So you know what? You don't need to say a whole lot. Okay. Just stay over there. We'll let John Oliver say a couple funny things. We'll let Screech say some funny, a couple non funny things. Everyone will not say much except for Goldblum and the President, and that'll be it. Liam Hemsworth, you can say some stuff, but we can't make anything very interesting in this movie. So, anyway. Sorry. That's my last rant for the day. All right. So, guys, stay tuned for our uh, new fan fiction. Uh, Dikembe Mbattu, uh, Af- uh African Warlord, uh, Alien, Predator. Wait. That's already a thing. Um, that's really it. That's really about it. Overall... Um, we, Ross and I went to the theater and watched this. Uh, Phil watched a, a, a theater uh, when it, the day it came out. He waited in line and watched it the day it came out. And, but Ross and I just went today to the theater. We walked in, and I'll try to post this picture online, um, and we were the only people in the theater. Literally, the lights go out, the credits start, or the, uh, uh, the previews start hitting, and we we're the only people in the theater. And um, then, okay, this one, this one individual guy comes in, Almost before the movie starts, and sits down, bottom right, kind of down in front. And we're like, that's kind of funny. Just us. Yeah, us then and that these, guy. Then these four, probably, I'd say they're probably 60 years old, probably late 50s, early 60 year old people walk in. And Ross and I are sitting like, uh, there's a, a. Like a bar. Bottom platform. Right. We're on the second platform. There's the bar, and we're right behind that bar. Yeah, there's some railing in front of us protecting so us. These so these four people come in. Folks, where do they sit? In a th- it's a three hundred and fifty seat theater. <laughs> they sit in the row directly behind us. <laughs> this guy starts like just stretching out, ugh, 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 kicking my chair. No, that's the worst. And I, I want to be like, guy, like, w- you could have sat anywhere,
1: right? Yeah. And I sit forward so they can get back. And then the girl. Uh, I don't know, maybe not girl. Lady. Youngest woman. She's a lady. Sits right behind me, and then I sit forward, and then I can't sit back because her, her knees are right behind me. So so, so
0: then I politely excuse myself to go get a refill, like, right before the movie starts. Like, Ross is probably thinking, he's going to miss the start of the movie. Not that I, I wouldn't really miss it if I didn't miss it, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and not that I was going to miss it. But I went out, got more pop, I came back, and I sat down toward the end of that row, one seat in between Ross and I, so I got to avoid it, but Ross did have to do. It. I was kind of a jerk by doing that, but I really didn't. that was so weird to me. Like that was like, of all the places you could have sat, dude. Yep. there really. I think
1: I think we took the best seats in the house, and they they wanted the second, the best, second seats. best seats.
0: Second best
1: seats. Anyway. Well, when you have that much, you know, freedom yeah. in where you that want to our, sit,
0: and that was our experience. We saw it at the Campbell, at the Warrenburg Campbell Warenburg, 16 Warenburg, 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 in Springfield, Missouri. And, folks, it's closing, like, in August, I think. might yeah. be July or August. It's unbelievable. It,
2: yeah, July 31st.
0: It's a nice theater. Um, there are some other ones in town that have kind of upgraded some, and it just hasn't really upgraded much. It's still a nice theater, though, and it'll probably be replaced by a... Alamo Draft House. I think, we says it's going to come out That's what I hear, town, yeah. Which I've heard oh, those really? are pretty cool. Yeah, huh. I've heard those are pretty cool. But, um, anyway, long story short, that's it, folks. I hope that's not the last movie I see at that theater. No, and, I, and I've seen a couple. I saw Warcraft there, and I saw you know this one there. So I don't know if we'll do... I'm trying to do a few new... I don't know, if folks, if you've realized this, but I'm trying to do a few, a few more recent movies uh, because it is summer, and summer movies come out a lot. And I feel like it's kind of good to do that. Um, but uh, we'll get back to some older movies as we go. But Warcraft and this one are kind of hard to pass up because they're not very good. So um, Ross, is there anything... And I want you to think broad here. Anything you've been into lately, a TV show, music, um, a book, a video game, anything you've been into recently, it can be literally anything old, new, maybe something you've rediscovered. Anything you've been into lately, you just want to talk about for like a couple minutes. Anything at
1: all? Uh, well, I'm, I'm re- taking master's classes. Okay. okay. And that, that is my interest right now. Yeah. I, I am absolutely loving it.
0: What's your master's going to be in?
1: Uh, I'm going to have an elementary ed master's, and uh, I'm actually taking a math specialist program where I'll oh. be a math coach. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm lying about being completely uh, enthralled by it. No, uh, I, I, the idea
0: <laughs> of going back to school – I have a master's degree, and the idea of going back to school – Right now, makes me not feel very good.
1: Yeah, it's uh, in, in being a teacher, you, you kind of look forward to the summer because it's a little less pressure on you. But uh, I, I've got eight hours, and it's just killing uh, me. Um, I'm sorry, and, man. It, you know, it's one of those things. You know, you got to better yourself, and uh, I've chosen to do this, and I don't want to complain about it a lot, but uh, that's what's been my my interest this summer, Jack. That's well, what so I've you've been had doing. To work on. You. I, I've got three different classes, and uh, I feel like I'm posting discussion board questions mm. and comments and no fun yeah what's the
0: class you're in right now called uh
1: i've got let's see um a statistics and probability class okay. um i've got uh contemporary education problems oh. and then i've <laughs> now got You a, have the problems uh no not myself no th- <laughs> these are problems in education that i'm hopefully going to be able to fix one okay. day uh and then i've got a mathematical leadership class oh yeah
0: so That's pretty awesome. You're yeah. leading us into the math. Yeah. Um, now, were you able to just, now, you're a math specialist now. Right. Were you able just to look at the ship on this movie and figure out the actual diameter of the ship? Yeah, I by could looking t- at it? Oh, yeah, I could tell it was not. Looks like 3,000 miles. Yeah, they were off by diameter. about 16 miles. <laughs> were they really? <laughs> yeah. High or low? Uh, they, they were high. They were a little high. Yeah. It wasn't as big as they were describing yeah. it. All right. it I it took size. the
1: scale of the Atlantic Ocean and looked at <laughs> the actual ship and realized they didn't do the math. The,
0: you know, what you did when you looked at the <laughs> amount of water that it displaced when it got into the ocean you're like, well, that's totally crap. <laughs> that's what I did. Cool. cool, man. Well, Ross, I'm so glad you came yeah. on.
1: Thanks, man. It's good to have you. Um,
0: it's good to get to hang that's out. Good. It was good to get to hang out. Appreciate it. And uh, we will do it again. Um It's good times. The last time you were on, we did Street Fighter, right? We did Street Fighter. It's good. Yeah, It's a good episode. And I'm glad we had a good good time today. Um, Uh, Of the two movies that you guys, the two of you have
2: watched, which one would you see again before the other one?
0: I'd watch Street Fighter again. Really? I'd watch Street Fighter for the nostalgia. Yeah. But both those movies have – well, this one didn't have any very good speeches, but the first Independence Day and Street Fighter both have these kind of like – Ah, uh, soapbox type orator. Like I'm on a podium, I'm behind the podium, I'm speaking right. speeches. Because ban- Guile, ban- Guile's <laughs> speech is so stupid. i <laughs> There's a war to be done, but we're going home. <laughs> anyway, that's so pretty sarcasm. Gosh, it's a good speech. We had to bleep that one out, didn't we? Yeah, he says a couple bad language. words in that one. Yeah. Uh, Jean Claude. Jean Claude. Oh, Jean Claude. <laughs> All right. Well, Ross,
1: thank you. Absolutely, Jack. We're better for this experience. I I definitely am better also, not only for being here with you guys, but for for seeing that movie. Yes.
0: And I'm just going to say one thing. Tune in to Independence Day 3. Attack of the humans. We're coming to kick some alien butt. (laughs) That's what Brent Spiner says at the end of it. He's my hero. (laughs) I'm probably going to tweet to him. I wonder if he has a Twitter. I'm going to try to get him on this podcast. He'll never do it. He'll never come. I on. have to pay him money, and I don't want to pay him money to My <laughs> uh, I'm just glad your appearance fee is really cheap, Ross. Yep. Basically, uh, popcorn. 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 That's all it your took. Fee. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give it up for this movie. Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yay! All right, bye guys.